0: It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro, who's the deputy chairman of Sasfin Securities in Johannesburg. David, um, one stage this morning, I was talking to Nick Kunzer on the opening, and the S&P was down nearly 3%, and suddenly it's only down around about 1%. But down 1% is important because of the reason that it's down uh, 1%. Yes. And there's some data out from China. But I think the second wave fear is the one that has really knocked the markets today.
1: I th- that's today, but I think it comes on top of last week's issues as well um the you know the jerome powell statement uh the ongoing protests against racism in in America I think it's all starting to mount up and it's just rattling nerves a little so um i'm not quite sure what's going to um you know w- w- what's going to change it around uh, can they pull anything out the hats to gain you know, is there going to be any more stimulus uh, talk? Is Jerome Powell going to change the trajectory on Wednesday when he talks? I don't know. I just think, I just think it's uh, after the kind of run that we've had, you know, uh, which was a 44% run from March 23rd to where we were about 10 days ago. I think there needs to be some kind of cooling off period and and people reassessing where they are. Uh, my own view is it's going to be a bat- When I say a battle from now on, it's going to be you know kind of five steps forward, four and a half back, you know that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, it's, it's, I don't think it's going to, and you know I don't think it's going to be plain sailing until we start to see proper economic activity picking up, um, and that will only happen or confidence returning and proper confidence. When I say you know com- that kind of confidence that we need, I think only comes with a vaccine. So you know, with success of a vaccine or or belief that um, the vaccine is going to be uh, distributed quite widely, you know, there is one and a little bit. So that could take time. I, I I just think that you're in that period where you just got to take day by day and you know just hope that there's not too much of a collapse. Um, you know, from these kind of levels that we can just kind of ease out or flatten out.
0: So, in other yeah, words, it's uh, not, a period yeah. of reality and consolidation. In other words, rather uh, than this spiky action we've had—spiking to the upside, yeah, plunging yeah. to the downside—that
1: sort of thing, mm. which is which is disruptive, very disruptive. You know, because you can't make a decision. Um, I'm just looking now. You know, we are the S and P is starting to make back its ground. It's only down one percent. Mm. Um, I don't think that there's, there's too much bad news. Um, coming down, out of you know the uh, what's it this you know, fear of a second wave, um, there was an Empire State reading as well, which was better than the market expected. That's a manufacturing reading yes. in the New York area. So you're going to get all these patchy references along the way, which are going to sway markets. But do you rush in and and, and buy now? No. You know, it's it's, it's it's too tricky. It's too it's too difficult to read where we are um i you know i continue along my same theme i'm just slowly trickling mark and money into the market but in a very confined area you know where i think and that's only on weakness where we think things are are going to look good in the next few years you know i've been doing still quite a bit of work on the tech side and happiest to where things are going to be you know one year hence two years three years hence. but i think to read it on the short term is going to be very difficult
0: it's interesting. And, but, and,
1: you know, emotions yeah. run high. Do you, you, you know what I mean? Emotions run high. And when I say emotions run high, people who are watching the market all the time, particularly they're stuck at home, um, they tended to look at the news, it, 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 it unsettles them. Sounds you like know, This me. is their money. Mm, mm. Mm. It's very unsettling to go through what we're going through at the moment where there's no certainty. Mm. There's no proper cure at the moment. And uh, you hear about these spikes in illness and… And uh, and and it also comes on top of of um, disrupt you know an America that is totally split.
0: America mm. is in crisis. Yeah. Let's face it. Yeah. Mr. Trump is divisive, yeah. and therefore the country yeah. is in crisis. I mean, you can understand that a few people and a few opportunists would take advantage of the situation mm. with the deaths of black people at the hands of white policemen, mm. and they go out and they mm. protest. But some people are hijacking it. But on the other hand. It's. It hasn't stopped. So there's a wave. No. It's I think twenty days now of people mm. going on the streets, mm. and it's not mm. just Black Lives Matter supporters. It's also other nationalities and skin colours that are going mm. out there. Mm. It's very mm. interesting because you, mm. you can't. You have to go back to the fifties and sixties to reference yeah. something as dramatic as this.
1: Mm. Mm. Well, it goes back. I think it goes back from the time that uh, Trump was. Elected, you know, from the time he was inaugurated. I mean, his whole, uh, his whole, his policies have been, you know, build a wall, don't let immigrants in. And uh, uh, you know, from that point of view, and and also, the the rights or the in in Charlottesville, you know, the stand that he took. So all of this has been a build up, and no one's come to try and at it. I think the other aspect that I'm um, alluding to as well is that. No one understands the virus. No one understands what's happening. You know, there is no policy. There's no one, there's no one like uh, Como who's coming out and giving you updates all the time and informing you and advising you. You know, that's only one state. That's New York. Uh, no one else in the country is doing that. So you've got a very confused population when it comes to the virus as well. And so many different attitudes. Some states, they want to wake, you know, they want to open up. Um, other states don't, other states are more cautious. You've got the center of disease control, Fauci saying, listen, it's, I think it is Fauci or, you know, whoever it is saying, hold on a sec, just be careful. It's, it's too early. Fauci certainly said, don't travel to America, you know, don't come here. It's not safe yet. So you've got so many conflicting views and attitudes that the people are also saying, what's the truth? What is really happening? And and I think all of these things are starting to to mount up and cause um, the kind of attitudes that we're seeing uh, manifest themselves on the street. And it's also from a market point of view, people are saying, hold on a second, now, where does this go? You've got a Trump who wants to hold a rally in Tulsa yeah, and, inside. Uh, and inside with 19,000 seats and he doesn't want an empty seat. Now. That's the message that he's putting across, and on the other hand, you've got other you, you've got other states saying no, you must know, stay inside. It's too early. You can't do this or go with a mask. So you can understand where the conflicts are coming. So yeah, it's interesting. That's why I'm saying
0: mm. yeah, the America situation is very interesting because of the breakout, sort of mini breakout of a, of the virus in a market uh, in the south of Beijing or yeah. the market that serves Beijing, supplies rather. of the fruit and vegetables to the greater Beijing area and also serves Mm. fish and meat and everything else. And so they identified a little bit of an outbreak there. And I was talking to a fund manager in London earlier on today, and he said he has a Chinese colleague and says they tracked it down to one chap who had got two cell phones. Now, in China, you've got a cell phone that uh, has track and trace on it, and if it flashes yeah. red, then you've got the thing, and they can uh, they, they can track you. This chap had somehow got another phone and had sort of circumvented the problem, so he was the one that, that spread it. And they have now they are now tracking down two hundred thousand people that were at that market, which is a massive, massive market and 79,000 have already been traced. Only 50 cases have been found. But it's like the, the difference between China and America is like the difference between rubbing two sticks together to light your cigarette yes. and having a Zippo. China is so far ahead, and they've contained it. And Mr. Trump can say what he likes. America no, is backward when it comes to testing and containing this thing.
1: Yeah. Well, that is, that sums it up, that they have got that. You know, you can argue what you like about... Whether the state is tracking your movements and whether they can do that, you know, whether that's constitutional, or whatever. Yes. But I mean, in terms of getting on top of the virus, yes, the fact that they so, you know, they're so quick to act and with such decisiveness, um, you know, seventy nine thousand already. You know, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. Uh, I'm talking about. You know, in America, there's no such um, addresses. They don't address it in any any way at all like that. But uh, it, it causes confusion amongst the, you know, amongst the population. So I, I think that um, from my own point of view, the big disappointment over the last three months and four months that we've been here has just been the lack of global leadership and the lack of um, big countries, you know, the rich countries to actually get together and um, and, and, and try and sort this problem out Um I promise you, if there was an Obama, and I'm not – I wasn't a great fan of Obamas. You know, not not really. I didn't – you know, I liked him. I liked him as a man. I think he was a very elegant man, a very charming and graceful man. Yes. But I don't think he was a great president. But under his leadership, I think in this crisis, we would not have been where we are now. He would have handled it far, far better because he did – have that um, personality to bring people together. And he also had empathy
0: and, and people yes. warned to him, mm. which the current yes. leader doesn't have. He has no mm. empathy. He yes. only can, He's only concerned about one person. No. He's not worried about his wife mm. or his children. He's only a, a no. concerned about himself. And he certainly no. doesn't care about the U.S. population. I don't care what anyone says. No.
1: And John Bolton, as the experts of his book that are coming out, I think it's going to be released uh, next week, where June the 23rd or whatever it is, and in that book, mm-hmm. apparently he just says that Trump had one obsession to be re-elected, nothing else mattered, and uh, you know that's that was listen, but you know Bolton is he's a right, no, well, I say right wing. He was uh, head of uh, you know security. He's the one but, with the uh, moustache, right? And with a funny, that walrus moustache, yeah. But he was, you know, he obviously he clashed dramatically. And But he said that, you know, it was an absolute obsession about being reelected. And at the expense of the nation, I'm, these are my words now, you know, uh, at the expense of the nation, at the expense of the economy, at the expense of everything, at the expense of people's health. And you can see that now. And and why, why, why are we discussing it? Because it's, it, it reflects the mood. You know what I mean? It reflects what's happening in America, and against that, it's very difficult for everybody to get overexcited about where the economy is going to go and and whether it will recover, because you need confidence for it to recover. You know, you need people to feel good about it. So I think I think um, you know that that is a it's it, it's a big issue in America's life, and the reelection, You know, he's he needs rah rah because that's how he gets people worked up. He gets in front of a crowd and gets them, you know, uh, worked up and uh, uh, to vote for him. You know, sending out slogans. You know, what's it? <laughs> lock her up, lock her up. You know, that's his way of getting support. So he needs openness. So I'm, I'm, I'm coming back and saying, hold on a sec. We can, we're going, we're going to have until the election's over. You know, phew, this, this can go anywhere, and we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what kind of decisions will be made. Um, you know that 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 are designed just to help him win the election and how that's going to affect us so i i've i've you know all the reading that I did this weekend and a lot of it was around the um protests um around issues of that nature you know I'm just saying oh oh, this could be tough you know this could be at a, a, a tough couple of months. Mm.
0: there'll be books written about 2020 and uh, one will be called 2020 vision the other one will be called whatever yeah. but there'll be dozens of books written about mm. 2020 because mm. we're only six months in now and mm. it's been the most extraordinary year on the JSE today we had uh, mm. a trading statement from discovery yeah oh, ouch it's only down three and a half percent or something but uh still wasn't very pleasant
1: no no uh, what comes across there what's important about that okay it's 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 a trading statement Mm. But you realize that uh the reason they made the three billion odd uh, uh, provision is because interest rates have gone up and they discount f- future cash flows to the you know to present day now that doesn't apply to a lot of other to a lot of other companies that we've seen release their their, their numbers, so we need to dig into further detail you know around that. I know they give you a hundred different earnings numbers if this, then that, and so on. But, um, you know, it's, I I would, I would imagine they're battling. And, uh, I would imagine that we need, when the results come through, to take a much closer look and dig, you know, dig a lot deeper into why that number hurt them so much. You know, why, why the discount? Because, um, they're obviously, um, you know, know, if, listen, the other, the complete opposite would be happening in the United States. Because if you're going to find a valuation and you're discounting at a very low interest rate, you get a much higher valuation. Yeah. You know, they're discounting at a at a very high interest rate and therefore they get a low valuation. But I need to I need to speak to someone who actually understands you know how this is affecting all their contracts. Um, and how far they are discounting into the future. I suppose you're discounting to perpetuity, but obviously uh, they're discounting very far out. Do you understand what I was saying? Well, I understand one thing, David. I I know two
0: people that work for Discovery, and they sell policies, and uh, no one's one's buying policies, and people are uh, relinquishing Mm -hmm. their policies at at the moment. And also the money that's been spent on the bank uh, yeah. I mean, there's no room for another bank at the moment. Nah. I mean, in the future, nah. maybe, uh, but nah. uh, that, that's the way I look at it. And okay, maybe it's mm. already discounted in the mm. price. But the mm. share price down three, three and a half percent. it's yeah. not a huge move, but it's nah. significant. It's a lot of money.
1: Mm. No, it's 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 a lot of money. I, look, I it it's what I say for them, I say for every other financial services business at the same time. You know, if you looked at some um, they complain because they haven't got salesmen out there. And, you know, insurance products are sold. They're not bought. Mm-hmm. So you've got to get a salesman who phones you up, Lindsay, and says, you know, you need this. <laughs> I've got this and so on. And mm-hmm. if you can't get face-to-face, particularly the low end of the market, you don't sell products. FinTech is fine for middle class. You know, for, for um, savvy youngsters who want to buy an investment product, they go onto the internet, they do their, their own research, and they buy a product. They don't care who sells it, as long as it's a decent bank. But when it comes to funeral policies or when you're selling um, policies, life policies, to perhaps the lower classes or lower income earners, yes. I mean lower classes, lower income earners, yep. then uh, you, need, you need face-to-face. And they're not getting the people out there. That's not happening. So I think right across the spectrum, it's very, very difficult for that whole for the whole industry. Uh came out okay, you know, because I think she's got a very specialised product that that people are liking at the moment. But I think apart from that, you know, where you rely on your big distribution units, I think that's a uh, industry is tough at the moment. And as you say, who needs another bank?
0: <laughs> you really don't. You really don't need another bank. You need mm-hmm. less banks, mm-hmm. not more banks. Telcom predicted an up to seventy percent fall in annual earnings today yeah. due to once-off costs relating to job cuts yeah. and impairments. Yeah. Okay, so it's a once-off. Yeah. Uh, the share price mm. up one and a half percent, something like that. But <laughs> it, is it a once-off? I don't know. Well, of uh, course, it's no. a once-off, but the, uh, the the once-off becomes a second uh, off and yeah. a third off in the future, perhaps.
1: Yeah, I think I think that, Lindsay, you know, you touched on something very specific now. If you go through all these earning statements at the moment, and everybody's coming out the, at the moment with a COVID-19 trading statement, and I think what they're doing is they're hiding a lot of sell-offs uh, behind it. Uh, sorry, in, impairments. So yes. they're saying, okay, listen, everybody's going to forgive us. Let's write the things down. Yeah. And there have been huge write-offs of assets you know of bad bad uh purchases uh deals that haven't quite given them the return on their capital and and they're writing them down now to positions where they are going to be able to make decent returns on capital but the waste you know that's one thing they shouldn't allow to happen is just to write it off and to get it off the balance sheets because when it's on the balance sheet when it remains there just tells you how bad you are. You know what I mean? It just tells you how bad your previous decisions are. And the worst thing about accounting, and you've heard me go on about this before, is that that journal entry just makes things, you know, just eradicate or eliminate things that are wrong. In the same way I explained to you that if I bought you the wrong shares, I can say, sorry, Lindsay, I'm just writing them back to today's level. We'll start all again. You know, you're going to say, thank you. I gave you a million rand. It's only worth 200,000 you know, where do you get that from? So I, I think it's exposed a lot of issues in in uh in the corporate world that are hiding behind this um you know the bug, the virus, in order to sell off um in order to make the balance sheets look a lot better. So okay. Kong, there you are. <laughs> Very good. Uh, the <laughs> it's a bad down. business. It's it's been a bad you know it's down now one and a half percent five minutes ago when we were talking three minutes it was down one point one percent but I think this is going to be the way that it goes you know it's just going to be up and down and all over the place uh, I would imagine a slightly weakening bias for the next couple of days.
0: Um David, um before we talk Lindsay, about
1: Lindsay, the one thing <laughs> yeah, the, the one thing that, that, that also captured my attention was I I can't believe it. I mean, and I'm I'm absolutely relishing what we spoke about um last week was the you know, which Nick brought up, which was the um, Robin Hood and the trade in yes. Sassel in the ADRs. Yes. And on the weekend, I looked at uh, Robin, it's called Robin Track, and you can attr- you can track the number of people that are buying the shares, and and the stories around it. it was featured in the FT. It was featured in in most financial uh, papers over the weekend. Yeah. But in Sassel itself, the number of users of the ADR, in other words, the number of investors, has gone from two hundred and seventy to thirty one thousand. Okay. So, two hundred seventy
0: people to thirty-one thousand people.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, there are thirty-one thousand holders of the Cecil ADR, which is, I, I, you know, what an ADR is. It's nothing more than a convenience. A bank. Yes. Instead of listing on the exchange, a bank beans and says, "Okay, if you want to buy Cecil, you buy them through us. We'll give you a certificate which says you're an owner of Cecil because we've got it. We go to South Africa, we buy the shares." hold it in our safe for you, you know, but you could trade that. In, in other words, instead of having to go to the South African market morning, noon, and night, you know what I mean, and, and, and keep playing that market, we'll do it for you. So it's almost like, I wouldn't say a bucket shop, but it's like a, an agency yes, that, uh, that allows you to trade the share in America. And then every night they'll balance it out. And they say, oh, you know, uh, people bought a million shares. We've got to go to South Africa and get a million shares to back the certificates we've been issuing, you know, that's that. I hope that makes sense. Um, and and you know, when they sell, then we'll sell back to South Africa and we'll balance our books. So thirty-one thousand. I doubt whether there's anywhere close to that on the main market, which is into the primary market, which is in South Africa. And what so has happened is, of course, David if you expand
0: this and mm-hmm. a lot of them would be, would have been buying sassel at 160 170 rand a share or whatever it was in u.s dollar terms at the time you have to take into account uh, the dollar rand exchange rate but if the dollar yeah. changes but more importantly the share price changes then these people will be knocked out because a lot of them only have a thousand dollars or something yes. and so they're wiped out of the market that- so the liquidity is immediately totally. <laughs> is immediately withdrawn and also they say to themselves, totally. well, actually, I didn't make any money, so I'm not going to buy Amazon anymore. And that affects the whole market.
1: But Perhaps. the strange thing is that Perhaps. it's still one of the popular stocks. Yeah, you know, it's still... It it, it I, I don't know. No, I don't think it's going to affect the big ones because it's a small market. They only play around in small caps. I don't know how they describe themselves, but uh, as one chap said, uh, um, you know, the, the flight, he said, you know, instead of the flight for quality, you've got the flight for crap. You know, this was in the FT.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Just one trader says, that's exactly what's happening. And they did it with Chesapeake and they're doing it with all these bombed out stocks. They did it with Hertz and so on. So, I, I think it's just a sideshow. you know i mean it's uh it's just a uh, it's it, it, it's something that's happening on the side, but it explains the um the bewilderment we had over over who's buying you know who where's this all coming from and it's just uh, these youngsters on their various websites or Facebook sites that, you know that discuss the market, they all discuss it amongst themselves and mm. all go and buy it and you know with their thousand dollars and so on. but even today, in a market which is down two and a half percent plus you know close to three percent Sassel is actually holding its ground So, so you, you know there's still there's still things happening there. Do you know mm-hmm. what
0: people are doing, David? They're taking advantage. But, they're taking advantage. And I'm not talking about the new punters that have entered the market. There are people putting out things saying, you can make 20% a month in this market. Look what I did. And, and they're preying on people that are staying at home and are bored out of their minds. That's what they're doing, who know nothing about exactly the market.
1: Exactly that. Exactly that. Exactly that. And you can't argue against the weight of the money that's buying the shares or the game that they're playing. So uh it does reflect here. The only thing is that just be cautious on this side because those parties, uh, while they're a lot of fun and um you know, it's like uh you can have a lot of fun in the short term. They always end in disaster or in tears. So, so uh, you know, when the clock strikes twelve, just make sure you're gone, you're out. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. And there are some very good uh, online trading services in, in South Africa, in particular, that, mm-hmm. um, that that should be taken seriously. But there are some there are some cowboys out there, international ones. That is, uh, David. What? I want to talk about uh, something now, which is close to your heart, and which you tweeted about over the weekend, and that is football. Mm-hmm. I watched Barcelona beat Mallorca four nil. Over the weekend, Saturday night, and it was it was it was nice to see them again. But there's a false crowd and there's false noise, and the players seem to know that. But anyway, Barcelona won, so I don't care. Uh, but you have been, been waxing lyrical and nostalgically about your association with Vitz.
1: It's a university team, but you used to play for them. Yeah, yeah. Well, when. when I was at varsity. Funny enough, the first year I was there, I was a bit shy. I didn't didn't go down to practice, I think. And I started second year, which was 1967. And uh, so I played in the first squad, which was made up of the first two teams. And I played a number of games for first team. But, uh, you know, I played both teams. And like any other squad, sometimes you're in, sometimes you're out. But I played for a good until I joined the stock exchange. And then I couldn't attend practice. I went down to the thirds and fourths, which was great. I loved it because you'd meet on a Saturday. We were always shorter players, shorter socks, you know, that kind of soccer. Yes. But, uh, we we're still in a good league. And, and, and I enjoyed that because we didn't have to train, but I loved soccer. And I played Sunday league as well. But why I'm upset is that Witz was just one of these clubs that started as a university club. And we were never professional. We played in professional leagues, but we were never professional. We never got paid. Right. And a number of other clubs are very good to us as well. You know, and, and in the off season, we were always the kind of team that people that the first teams would play against Germiston Callies and Rangers and you know, so I had my good few games against really top players. Uh, and and I loved it. I'm just sorry that they sold their franchise. You know, they did very well in the Premier League. I think they won it recently. They did. Um, but mm, but uh, um, I'm sure that with Bitvest probably withdrawing the sponsorship, which I think is behind the sale, um, companies are under pressure on that. I think they're giving up the franchise. And um, that's sad. I'm just sorry that its franchise is going to a team in Mpopa. Um, and you know, I'm sure, I don't know whether they take over the players or what's going to happen. But you know, you're not going to see Vitz anymore, and probably it just become an amateur type of uh, club. You know, so what does of, that
0: mean if if Bidvest has, has relinquished its grip on the sponsorship mm. grip on the on the team? Uh, then what does that mean? The Limpopo it relocates to Limpopo or something? What? what well, happens? I'm
1: sure they're going to do that. I'm sure they're going to do that, and mm. we'll build a stadium appropriately for people there. But, well, but hopefully they do well. I, want, I don't want to say an erudite, but it always, you know, they called the team the clever boys. Yes, that's And right. it just had a just a different, you know. Here was uh, here was I, I. I always enjoyed the brand of soccer they played. I just enjoyed their attitudes and um, just having been associated with me. So for me, it's like uh, even even though. I went to university, you know, inter-varsity. I played a number of, I, w- I went to two inter and I, and had a lot of fun there. Mm. And so it's always been the team that I could associate with. <laughs> and it's just sad that it's gone.
0: Everything's so, changing.
1: Yeah.
0: Everything's changing, yeah. David. Thank uh. you very much for your time this evening. That's David mm. Shapiro, Deputy Chairman of Sassman Securities, and that was Shapiro World.